A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone, and welcome to History Dweebs. I'm Tim, and as always, I'm joined by... The very lovely blue hair beauty, Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? I'm great, Tim. How are you today? I am outstanding. Spectacular. And we're also joined, of course, by the very honorable and um, highly regarded and now award-winning Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Walters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, uh, I'm, I'm just happy as I could be, Timmy. I got uh, today St. Patty's Day. Yes, I got my green shirt on for my mama. It's very nice. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, uh, the Colonel has been nominated for the 2015 Podcaster of the Year in the Cincinnati, Ohio District One uh, area, and um, that's quite an honor, Colonel. Um, how do you feel about that? Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just happy to be nominated, Tim. I'm, I'm it's happy an honor. To be yeah, it's a true honor, and it's well deserved. Um, so let's go to our topic truly. today is truly, truly. Our topic today is, and we uh, should say just to interrupt you, and, and you've been very graceful about this, Timmy. You, you do being a producer, but he's graceful. Um, I am graceful. I dance. But the blue head devil, she's been a little bit bitter about me. Well, nominated for this. I think award. you both should have been recognized. Oh, I don't. Well, I'm just saying that because she's here. Oh, okay. Uh, because Brandy does you outstanding work. No, no, she don't. Um, anyway, we doing shout outs? Yeah, we will. But first, let me introduce the topic. Today's topic is a little, this is an, a little unusual podcast for us. This is uh, Hollywood history. This is our first one, and uh, that we'll um, do for um, Hollywood. So um, the topic today is Hedy Lamar, and she had a very interesting life besides being a actress. She was an inventor and uh, had a really interesting life, and we'll get into that. But first, we're going to do shout-outs, and I know, Brandy, you have a shout-out that you want to Yep. I do. I have, first of all, I want to remind everybody that um, my girlfriend is still taking donations on GoFundMe um, for uh, bags for chemo patients. So it's Jennifer Lovejoy Smith, and it's on GoFundMe. Um, just give a little donation makes a big, huge difference, and they they really, really are um, a great way to show your support. Yeah, it's a very good cause. It is a very good cause. <coughs> I also want to give a shout out to Sharon in Lexington, who listens to all our podcasts, and we really, really appreciate that. Um, so I want to give a shout out to her, and still I want to give a shout out. To all the drivers yesterday that were in front of oh, me that here we don't go. Here we know go. their left from the right, 
Here we go. And turn on their left turn signal to go right. My three-year-old knows his left from his right. It's a little aggravating that older people do not. If you do not know your left from your right, please do not get behind the wheel of a motor vehicle. So you're using our podcast now to vent. Just yeah. that little well, bit. Well, we're going to do that. How about I just say, hey, yapper. at least they got it. At least they used a turn signal, and if they got it wrong, it was a man. Because women don't even know what that stick coming yes, off the steering wheel is. Yes, because they got it wrong. They are a man, probably. They and got that's, it. Yeah. And that's okay. Because women are like, but your oh, mouth yeah. is still running. Let me go 30 miles an hour and then pull not left into turn. this driveway. Shut okay, your dirty right hole. Yes, okay. Your okay, Brandy. Do you have any more shout okay, outs? Brandy? No. Do you have any more shout outs? No, I do not. She started. Okay, now it's your turn, uh, Colonel. Who do you have a shout out? I got a shout out to Daniel. Uh, Daniel made it, left a nice comment. We really appreciate the comments, um, the positive comments. Now, if you have a negative comment, you could leave it. But if you leave a negative comment, you're going to be in the same category as Johnny Footstool. Okay, okay. Now, I'm going to tell you, Johnny Footstool, it's St. Patty's Day, so I've given you a reprieve. A reprieve. But you ever leave a negative comment it like that? Honor- Call my friends a moron. I, I so think he was referring to you. I think he was referring directly to you. Oh, he could have been talking about you. Well, I could take that, but he, I thought he was talking about you and no. the blue head devil. No, I think he was uh, Still, Johnny, I'm going to let you go. You can quit hiding. I heard you ran So you're giving him a reprieve. That's I'm re- giving you a reprieve for now. You ever put something on there again, I'll kick you right in the ass, Johnny. But do, we do want to thank Daniel. He did leave a very nice comment, and uh, we appreciate all, appreciate all the comments. Um, you know, we, we put a lot of time in this, a lot of fun for us, but... Um, no money is involved, so <laughs> anytime we get comments, that's kind of like our um, our um, reward. So you're not getting paid for it. Well, I, got, uh, I guess I'm getting cut out. Okay, Hedy Lamar. Kind of like Peter Hedy. Graves on biography. Now let's talk about Hedy yeah. Lamar. Okay, let's talk about Hedy. Hedy Lamar was born Hedwig Eva Maria. Heisler. Well, that's a problem right there. Hedwig. Hedwig I know, yeah. but they were Austrian. But, you, you know, now think about it. Okay. Hedwig, would you rather be asswig? No, but Hedwig that's would be out on Harry Potter, too. So that's what a, that's what a wig on. would go on. Hey. It, it, it would. Uh, she was the only child. She was an only child, um, and she was born in 1914. Wait a minute, where'd it go? In November of 1914. I know, I know, I know. In November, I had it. It was right here in front November of me. So, anyway... November the 9th, 1914, in Austria. Austria. Austria Hungary, yes. Yes. In Vienna, no less. Yes, and that was during the First World War. Okay. Her father um, was a successful bank director, and he died before the Holocaust. Um, She, um, Hetty, actually later on, through her influence, her influence as an actress, was able to rescue her mother. Was she Um, Jewish? They were half Jewish, I think. They were half Jewish, I think. Okay. Um... Her mother was a pianist and uh, was from Budapest, and she had come from um, the Jewish bourgeoisie. Bourgeois. 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 She was a pianist. Bourgeoisie. She she was was a a pianist. She was a small pianist. Yeah, she might have been. I don't know how tall she was. So, um, they actually, there's been some assertions that her mother had converted from Judaism to Catholicism and was actually a practicing Christian. But um, nobody was ever able to get proof of that. They may, she may have done it just to escape. Avoid, yeah, because right. it was during the Nazi occupation. Right. Um, in the late 1920s, 
Hetty was discovered and brought to Berlin by producer Max Reinhardt. Come on, all producers are German producers are named Max. You ever notice that? It's just shady. Shady. It's a conspiracy. Um, she trained in the theater and then she returned to Vienna and she began to work in the film industry. First, she worked as a script girl and then a script she girl. script script oh. girl. And soon she moved on as an actress. In 1933, she married a guy named Max Mandel. Another Max? Another Max. Max. Germany is full of Maxes. You can't swing a dead Max without hitting a Max over there. Mm-hmm. They really maxed out on him. Wow. <laughs> they maxed out on the Maxes. He a was a very, very wealthy Austrian military arms merchant. And Hetty would um, often accompany him to his business meetings where he talked to scientists and other professionals about military technology. And this is how she became introduced into the worlds of, of applied science and um, and really laid the groundwork for her latent talent in the scientific field. She had no formal training in this no. stuff. Yeah. Um, as World War II kind of loomed ahead, her acting career took her to Hollywood, and she became a naturalized U.S. citizen. At the beginning of the war, she... Um, she was told she could use her celebrity status to sell war bonds, and she did that. She had a lot of success with it, but she wanted to do more, and and, and she wanted to use more using her interest in science to defeat the Nazis. And as Hitler kind of marched through Europe, she, this desire in her only intensified. She really wanted to really wanted to whoop his ass. So she wanted a piece of Hitler's ass. Well, yeah. yeah, in her in her first marriage, she was. Uh, as you mentioned, she was married to the arms dealer. And uh, they would actually have Mussolini and Hitler would actually be at their dinner parties and stuff. Right. So yeah, she had seen that up close. Yeah. Um, and Mussolini had terrible, terrible table manners. I mean, he was just, he was a glutton. Is that what happened when he came to your house? Well, no, that's why she turned on him. He didn't oh, use. He on? didn't use. Uh, didn't use the right. He wouldn't use an app. Yeah, I wouldn't use the right. He put his elbow up on the table. So the Germans started submarining, or the, I'm sorry, German submarines started torpedoing, torpedoing passenger liners. Well, that kind of that don't seem. Coaching. And that actually lit a fire under her, and she was she was determined she was going to invent something that put a stop to that. Um, in 1933, at the age of 18, she starred in the film Ecstasy. It was filmed in Prague, and her role was that of a neglected young wife married to an indifferent older man. Yeah, that's a bad role. This film was a big deal, actually, for a lot of reasons, but one of them was that it became notorious for showing her face, Lamar's face, in the throes of orgasm, as well as close-up and brief nude Uh, scenes. You you think she was faking Uh, it? Uh, yeah, they were sticking a spin. Uh, I don't think Timmy faking it over there. Well, I don't I know what Timmy's doing over there. But. I, and see, this is what I don't get about this part. No, okay? God. Now, someone want me to fake orgasm, okay? You, what, you, what you do is, like, come up and massage my calves or something, or my shoulders, and I'd be all like, oh, yeah, that it, baby, that it. Oh, yeah, right there. I'm That's so the spot. That's right the spot now. right there, baby. But you start <laughs> sticking me in the butt with a safety pin, well, I'm going to be like, ah, what the hell? I hadn't gotten that Yeah, she hadn't set that up yet. Oh, okay. But thank you. Yeah, that's (laughs) freaking awesome. He stole your thunder. She, well, so anyway, that became, 
That is actually the first recorded, um, supposed to be the first recorded nude scene was of Hedy Lamar in this movie. What did you scene. see of her in that? Uh, it was a close-up uh, and a brief nude scene. It was just a brief nude scene. I mean, of her was her breasts, was her boobies. It doesn't say. It showed Hedy's boobies. I went back and looked up on the YouTube. It I saw Hedy's definitely boobies. showed her boobies. Oh, I did. And you okay. know, she didn't she have real big boobies. Swimming and running me. through the woods. Well, it's because they didn't really have fake boobies back then. Yeah, so, well, they you know, she those. Was, you know, she was a little thin girl. And actually, Hedy Lamar, to me, and, you know, the colonel over here, Hedy Lamar looks a lot like Scarlett O'Hara from Gone with the Wind. Vivian Lee. If you can't oh, yeah. picture her. Um, yes, Vivian Lee. She looks a lot like her um, when they're younger. As God is my witness, yeah, I shall never, never go, go hungry, hungry again. again. So he, um, her, her first husband there, um, he objected. Frederick. Yeah, he objected to, um, he objected to what he felt like was exploitation of his wife, and uh, you know the expressions on her face during the simulated orgasm. And he went around buying up all the copies of Ecstasy that he could find to try and restrict public viewing. Um, but in her, in her biography later, later in life, she wrote an autobiography, and it insists that all the sexual activity in the film was simulated and that the orgasm, her own face, was achieved using method acting reality. So she was like Marlon Brando. Uh, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, the, authentic, the authenticity of whatever passion she was showing was attained because the film's director was strategically spoking, poking her bottom with a safety pin. Now, see, that's there what I go. don't get. How are you going to get somebody to pretend to have an orgasm? Why don't you shoot them with a BB gun? Well, I, I, I mean, guess if what's the matter what you're into, I guess. That's what I mean. Now, I, I want to get, well, I let it go now, but I'm just saying. Somebody grab your shoulder and then you go, oh, that it, baby. Mm, that's for, to fine. each their own. Maybe that's she got fine. into being poked. Well, apparently she did. And apparently she was... You know what her husband was mad about? Her husband bought up all the copies so he could tell the fake orgasm from the real orgasm. Okay. So her husband, <laughs> Mendel, 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 whatever, he was reputed to be the third richest man in Austria. And in her autobiography, she describes him as being extremely controlling. Um, he really held her back in her acting career and kept her a prisoner in their home, which, by the way, was a castle. Um, she was like Rapunzel. And kind of. she was like Rapunzel. Without the hair. And he was actually half Jewish himself, but he had so close social and business ties to Italy and um, Nazi Germany. He actually sold munitions to, to Mussolini. And it was Mussolini and Hitler that would attend lavish parties and they had terrible, terrible table manners. And they had oh, terrible yeah. table manners. And just to clarify one thing, just mm-hmm. to clarify one thing, there ain't no such thing as half Jewish. You either a full Jew or you're not a Jew. If, you're, if your mama is Jewish, you're Jewish. If your daddy Jewish and your mama not Jewish, you're not Jewish. There's no half Jewish people. Thank you for the history lesson. Okay, just there. Just trying to make sure Rabbi Hall. Our people know. Um, her marriage to Mendel, Monda, whatever, eventually became unbearable, and she decided to separate herself from both him and her country. Uh, she disguised herself as her maid and fled to Paris. She drugged the maid. Well, stop talking. Did, did you read where she had tried to hide, or do you, are you getting to this, where she hid in a brothel? 
Oh, that's a good one. I read that. Yeah, she had um, to try to escape her husband. Apparently, in, in her autobiography, she said that she um, had to slip into a, a brothel to hide. And when she was high, when her, hus- her husband was searching for her, and then a customer came in. And so to go along with it, she had sex with the customer just so that uh, she wouldn't be exposed. Whatever it takes. But then she sued later on saying that was a bunch of filthy lies. Yeah, we'll get to that. Lies all lies. Yeah. yeah. She sued everyone. She sued <laughs> She sued yeah. the drop of the hat. She was like the Scientologist. She would be suing us if she was alive yeah, she today. Was a scientist. She had more lawyers than a Scientologist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, in her autobiography, she said she disguised herself as her maid and fled to Paris. Uh, but rumors claim that Lamar actually persuaded her husband to let her wear all of her jewelry for a dinner, um, and then she just disappeared. Oh, so she could leave with the jewelry. So she could leave uh, with some money. Uh, um, so she fled to Paris in 1937, where she met Louis B. Mayer, who was scouting for talent. Um, he hired her, but told her she had to change her name. Um, I guess because well, <laughs> not too many headwigs. Well, because she was starting to be known as the ecstasy lady, and, and can we use, they didn't want that. Can we use put scouting for talent in air quotes? Okay, scouting for talent. So he didn't want her cho- cho- he Do didn't scouting want her for talent on the weekends. You know what he was doing? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Continue. He didn't want her to be known as the ecstasy lady, so. Um, she actually chose the surname, her surname, in uh, in homage to the beautiful silent film star Barbara Lamar, who had died if, of tuberculosis in 1926. Now, see, I, and she's suing everyone for using her own name, and yeah. she's still her name from someone else. Yeah, she sued Photoshop. When they arrived yeah, in when, when they arrived in Hollywood in 1938, Mayer actually promoted her as the most beautiful woman in the world. Well, I must say she was she was gorgeous. She was a vision of loveliness. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you that. Okay, so she she you know she began doing movies. She was getting really really good reviews. Um, she, from 1940 to 1949, actually, she made 18 films. But didn't appear naked in one of them. That's a lot of movies. That's two a year at least. She had 18 films. That's as many ma- as marriages as she um, had. After yeah, leaving yeah. MGM in 1945, she enjoyed her biggest her biggest success as Delilah in See. Samson and Delilah, the highest grossing film of 1949. Um, after she tried to do some comedy uh, next to Bob Hope. In my favorite spy in 1951. And that was her, a good movie. Actually, her career went into a decline. Was that one of his road movies? Yeah. She actually, after that, only sporadically made films. Um, one of her last roles was Joan of Arc, um, and it was just critically panned. It was just they burned her at the stake. Yeah, yeah they, they did. just they cooked her on that one. Um, they gave her two fire sticks down. So. She actually her film role started to started to dry up, and so the lack of acting challenges really bored her, and so she decided to turn to inventing, and she started throwing all her energy into that. Aspect yeah, she was a very smart lady, and she she was always thinking, and she actually did um, quite well with some of her inventions, even though she didn't get credit for them at the time. Charles, you want to tell us a little bit about some of her? Well, her her biggest invention, and, and this is kind of a... When I first read this, I, it seemed kind of sexual to me. I don't know. Was really? it the frequency hopping spread spectrum? She invented well, frequency hopping spread spectrum. <laughs> That's hot. 
Now, any one of those, frequency hopping, that's kind of like, you know, a spread spectrum. It's all, it seemed dirty Oh, double so entendres. Anytime, anytime the word spread is used. Or spectrum, sex, or yeah. hopping, all or double frequency. Entendres. Or the. Yeah, frequency, or, hopping, spread, sex. I mean, you got the whole nine yards. But she was married. She was, well, no, she was not married. She was uh, working with George and Theo. Who was a Timmy? How would you describe him? Uh, I would describe him as probably the brains behind the operation. He was avant-garde. Oh, he is. He was avant-garde. Yeah. So they come up with this thing. Now, when you shoot a torpedo from a submarine, yeah. or a ship, well, or whatever, I, I do it twice a week. <laughs> it got. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. <laughs> it got hit by a yeah, okay. So that a euphemism for something. <laughs> Timmy, me. So when you <laughs> when you shoot a torpedo, <laughs> excuse me, listeners, but Timmy got me rattled over here. Okay, okay, okay so you shoot off a torpedo. Yeah, you, <laughs> you shoot off a torpedo. Okay. Now, it's guided by, like, you know how you go to Radio Shack and you get the little plane with the little joystick and stuff? It guided by We're radio frequencies. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess I can't see me. So, but those little, because the Japanese and the Germans, they were sneaky people. They were sneaky, <laughs> sneaky people. And they, what they would do is Sticking jam Nazis. The, oh, bastards. They would jam the signals <laughs> of the torpedoes. And then the damn torpedo hit a scored dolphin or something. You know, you're trying to sink a Japanese submarine, but then all of a sudden you got flip up. Damn them. Yeah, yeah. Dead dolphins because of... That's how... Well, they wanted tuna-safe torpedoes is what they wanted. Mm -hmm. So she gets this idea that, you know what, what if in the middle of the torpedo shooting, okay, and and we change frequencies, change for radio frequencies, and she does this using a player piano roll. Mm-hmm. Um, like the old player pianos. 
They had a that will be to play a piano. I mean, yeah. They had a uh, yes. They were programmed, kind of programmed. Yeah, they were programmed. And songs. Um, and it had eighty-eight frequencies that it could jump back and forth. And this was based on the fact that there are eighty-eight keys on the piano. Now, the military just was like, "Oh, she kind of hot, but she dumb than a brick. I ain't using this stuff." But then all of a sudden they use it 17 years after the patent expires. So they yeah, did use this. She didn't make a dime off of it. Did not make a penny. Now, she got a patent on it. Um, and really, we would not have the internet today if it weren't for this. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's Wi-Fi is based on it. Wi-Fi is based and, on uh, it. Cell, cell phones um, are based Bluetooth's on it. Bluetooth's based on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, the... Uh, if you're playing Candy Crush right now, you can thank Hedy Lamar. You I mean, can. I mean, she, she, she really, she's the mother of Candy Crush and and sexting and, <laughs> I don't know and about that. sending dirty tweets. But she was, I mean, she was a very smart lady. And in addition to being, you know, a, a famous actress, she was very bright. And she had other inventions as well. But that was uh, her biggest contribution was the... Uh, the method you just said talked about for um, radio waves of, of controlling radio waves and um, she never made a dime off of it um, it wasn't it wasn't um, used until the patent expired as Charles said and um, so she never made any money off of it but um, you know her contribution to science and it was recognized much later on um, but in her, you know, well, they use it in 1962 when the um, when they was doing the blockade of Cuba. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, the U.S. ships used it then, uh, but then they didn't have to give any money. Um, now, later on, about 1998 or so, a wireless technology technology developer, Wireland Inc., they bought 49 percent of the patent from Lamar. Doesn't say how much, but. Uh, for Wi-Fi, so it's you know it, it was a it was way ahead of his time. It was way ahead of his time. Now my guess is this guy probably invented it because it involved a lot of math, and she's very pretty. And we all, I mean, I don't you don't like to make generalizations, but women but generally ain't do. that good at math. You really do make a lot of generalizations. Well, no, she was very bright, but I, I do think that he contributed a lot to it. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, if she would have been like a, like a, I don't know, Asian woman, they're good math. Oh, my God. Um, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so uh, besides being very beautiful, she was very <laughs> smart. But it, it, I don't know about you guys, but it was hard to me to, she died with a lot of money. But there are times where she seems like she was dead broke. Uh, I think she was. I think she just got a little crazy toward the end. She 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 seemed like she had a sad life. She was married six times. She from 1933 to 1965. She was married six different times. I'd say she was probably a little difficult. Probably difficult. And to you live know, with. like you take somebody and and I'm just gonna throw it out there. I'm gonna throw it out there. You take someone like Renee, okay? Your wife. My Renee. wife. Lovely, lovely, lovely very woman. lovely yeah. lady. Or even take the blue-haired devil over here. Brandy. Brandy. They both been married one time. Mm-hmm. One time. And they are difficult as hell. They're well, as I difficult think, as you could yeah. possibly be. And then all of a sudden you got this woman 
six times more difficult than the blue head devil. Could yeah, you imagine? Well, you know, Renee and Brandy have outstanding husbands. I think the part well, may true. Maybe uh, Hetty just didn't find the right guy, but she uh, she said that no one could live up to her father, so she was always putting... That's kind of creepy. Yeah, she was always comparing, um, and, and she loved her father. He spent a lot of time with her. She was always comparing uh, her husbands to her father, but she said all of her six husbands, each of, their, of her six husbands married her for different reasons. So she had daddy issues. She was she was yeah. pretty she much a girl. I was gonna say she was pretty much someone that would be dating you, probably. Well, maybe it depends on how old she was at the time. But she <laughs> yeah, if, had, she was over, if she was under twenty six, she had uh, two biological children and one adopted son. As Brandy mentioned, she became a naturalized citizen in uh, nineteen fifty three at the age of thirty eight. Uh, then her life, uh, you know, she's not getting the roles that she wants. She she's been off. She was being offered roles, and she was turning you know turning a lot down. In 1966, um, she was arrested for shoplifting in Los Angeles. Um, those charges were eventually dropped, and at the same year, her autobiography "Ecstasy and Me," again referring to that first movie that she made, um, came out, and. Um, she did not like the. Uh, she did not like. Uh, I guess she used a ghostwriter, and she did not like the final product. And she sued the publisher, and um, saying that some of the antidotes in the book was fabricated. Now here, this is a part that confused me on here, Timmy. Mm-hmm. The title. <laughs> how do you? Why are you? Why are you so bitter today, Devil? Well, <laughs> no. How you? How you get things wrong in an autobiography? Doesn't autobiography mean you're well, writing she had a, things yourself? No, she had a ghostwriter, Leo Guild, and but uh, she was old, and she probably forgot she told him all these things. Well, yeah, by I that mean, point, yeah, by that point, she was what fifty-four. So she well, that's now. pretty damn old. She might have been. Yes. Excuse me, she that's getting the bad that by she then. Wasn't right, um, but uh, anyway, she sued, um, and it was settled out of court, and then she got sued. Um, by uh, a guy who said that the her autobiography contained material from an article about her life in which he wrote in a magazine called Screen Facts. So she sued. He she got she she got sued. Uh, so she sued a lot of people. I mean, she was suing everyone left and right. She sued uh, Mel Brooks for blazing saddles. She did in 1974. Yeah. Um, Mel Brooks in the movie Blazing Saddle uses a character named Headley Lamar, and um, she sued for $10 million, and that case was settled out of court. Um, she was correct all. She, um, she became increasingly secluded in the 70s. She kept turning. Uh, she was offered television scripts or commercials and uh, stage projects, but she she kept turning them down. None of them interested her. Her eyesight started to fail her, uh, so she kind of retreated from public life and settled in Miami, Florida, in 1981. Um, she finally got recognition for her scientific contributions in the 1990s. She received uh, the Electronic Frontier Foundation Pioneer Award. Uh, in the 1990s, and um, when told that she had received this award, that was for her contribution to sciences and for the um, the uh, the invention that um, dealt with the radio waves. 
um, her rea- her response was, "It's about time." Well, it was. Well, yeah. So she was sounded a little bitter then. She was like Pete Rose waiting to get in the Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, I think she may be even she more did bitter. It first, though. Um, yeah. So anyway, 1991, she was arrested again in Florida for shoplifting. Um, this time for stealing $21.48 worth of laxatives and eye drops. I don't understand the correlation. Well, well you was know. Was it just that she just, things were plugged I up and I don't dry? know, but she, she pleaded no contest and uh, in return to promise to refrain from breaking any laws for a year, the charges were once again dropped. Old again. people are sneaky because they use that, they play that card and then they'd still steal things. See, well, well, they'd they'd steal. But shouldn't you promise yeah. never to break the law again? Not just no, for, just a, for one a year. <laughs> when you're old, you're, you're doing crazy. Well, Especially because you, you don't know how her bowels are going to be. Because she stole enough laxatives. $21, that's enough laxatives. Well, I don't you know. know. In 1991, it probably bought you. The maybe eyebrows a, were in there, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it probably a, maybe a, what, a, a 60 box of X-Lax or something? I yeah, don't know. Maybe she just thought she would get only a box a couple of months. extra price candy or something. Maybe she thought she was stealing that book. I don't know. I think she should have bought a Happy Meal. No, but old people steal things and then everybody thinks, oh, they're old, they didn't mean to, they didn't do whatever. Oh. And they did. They did mean to. And then oh, they yeah. get off and they stand there and mm-hmm. look pitiful and the judge lets them off and then what they do, they go out and steal again. Well, I'll tell you what works good too. Little kids. Little kids, I you know. get a three-year-old. I know. They carrying out like a GPS at the at the at the Best Buy. There's people like, well, what? What? That's what I told the store manager. Why? Why my kid want to steal a GPS? He just grabbed him and was playing with him, walking out in the parking lot. All Wasn't by his himself. fault. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, then I uh, sued him. Um, Obviously. So that was in 1991. In 1997, um, y'all remember Corel Draw, the software. Um, Mm-mm. You do too. Corel Draw apparently their software um, had a picture of Lamar, uh, an image of her on their uh, product. And what did she do? Do you think she, she sued them? She sued them. She yeah, she did. She sued them, um, and saying that they used her image without her permission. And then they the parties reached an undisclosed settlement in 1998. So in the last, you know, 10 years of her life, uh, really she uh, stayed away from people. She just talked, but she talked to people uh, on the telephone. She would spend seven or eight hours a day on the telephone talking to her family and friends, but she would not meet people in person. Uh, well, because she was pretty ugly by this time. Now, she she went through a bunch of... Uh, you going to let him tell it? Uh, yeah, you're right. No, he's right. She, she went, she turned to plastic surgery to mm-hmm. preserve her looks. And uh, it, she had some bad results. Um, she had her breast enlarged, her cheeks raised, her lips made bigger, and um, a lot of different things done. And it did not turn out well. So it distorted her beauty, and um, she kind of, kind of hit away. It's, you know, it's kind of sad. The last ten or twenty years of her life, she seems kind of she was like that Nora Desmond we talked about. How you gonna go? How you gonna go bad with making your boobs bigger? Though? That's what I want. But she had time. But what I, I can't understand is she can't spend time with her her kids or her family because she don't want to spend time with people in 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 person. She talks on the phone. 
Yes, she's got time to go out and steal some laxatives. Well, maybe it was just a hobby. It could have been a hobby. It might it's a necessity. Yeah. Maybe she was a cat bugler. But she um, she also was reported to be uh, addicted to, to pills. You know, she would, like, sue the shit out of us. If she was alive and heard this podcast, we'd mm-hmm. be sued. So, um, she said, she famously said that after you ta- a taste of stardom, stardom Everything else is poverty. So she was really lost when when she started losing her looks. Even though she would, you know, and, and throughout her life, you know, want to be known for her mind and her brain. And really, when she lost her looks, she started to uh, really lose it psychologically. When did she start doing the German porn? <laughs> I don't know. I think you're embellishing the story. No, every every actress that starts getting like her that starts. They start sliding and they start to go well, by to this Germany time, and they start doing the, by this time doing she German was, porn. She was 70 years old, so I don't think there probably was a big demand for her to do Do you ever get type. on the internet? I, I have been on occasion. Um, anyway, she was estranged from her doc, adopted son. Remember I said she had three kids. One was adopted. Um, and she was estranged from James. That was her adopted son when he was 12 years old. So he went to live with someone else, and they didn't speak for fifty, almost 50 years. Um, and she left him out of her will. But uh, when she passed away, she died. Uh, Lamar died in uh, Castleberry, Florida on January 19th in 2000 at the age of 85. Um, when she died, um, he uh, sued for control of her $3.3 million estate. So here she is again. She talks uh, throughout in her biography and stuff about losing all of her money. But apparently she had some sack, uh, stock, you know, back. She had some money. Socked away. She Pre- said that she said at some point she made thirty million dollars making movies. Yeah, and then thirty million pissed dollars. it all away. Pissed it all away. Yeah, but she's still. I mean, maybe these are from the lawsuit. I mean, I don't know. Or maybe some. Maybe I think she, they're from the lawsuit. Yeah, but um, she died nineteen or in two thousand, and she died of um, um, heart failure. Uh, and her son Anthony um, took her ashes as she had requested to back to Austria, and spread them. Uh, in the Vienna woods, and that was uh, her last wishes. But I, I, I think that um, the last part of her life, she was just a sad, bitter old woman. I mean, she she had uh, been on top of the world there in the 40s and 50s in the movies, and um, uh, you know, and she made a lot of contrib- contributions with her uh, uh, knowledge of science, but. Uh, kind of turned bitter throughout all of her marriages and um, when her career started to fade. It just seemed like she was a cranky old woman at the end. She turned into a woman. They start out half-bitter anyway. She got replaced by Zsa Zsa Gabor. Um, that was a low point for Yeah, her. she I didn't seem to like Zsa Zsa Gabor, did no, she? No, she was supposed to... Hedy LeBron was supposed to be in the Green Acres, I believe. That um, was not Zsa That was Ava Gabor, but nice try. Ava was in the Green uh-huh. Was Ava it? was the nice one. I didn't like Jaja. I shouldn't say that. Is Jaja is still living. Who's so. still living? Jaja. Jaja. Ava was the hot one. She slapped a cop. She slapped a cop. She, she Jaja, hits, yeah, Jaja she, hits cops. Yeah. She slapped a cop. And, and she's and married to that guy that said that he slept with Anna Nicole Smith. Yeah, princess. Yeah. We need to do a podcast on him. He was a prince. And he claims to be a prince or something. Something. But uh, Jaja Gabor, I guess her. They, Jaja was... I, I think Jaja and Ava were from... Austria. Uh, Austria. Austria. Yeah, Austria-Hungary. Yeah. So they probably had some competition at about the same age, I would guess. 
I know she's not doing well. Last I saw, and, uh, no, not her, doing she, well. But she's 180 years old. Yeah, yeah she's like a zucchini sitting on my counter is what she's doing. Like but let's not say nothing bad about her because the prince would be suing us. But anyway. I, I got something for you, no. Prince. No, 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 no. You no, know no. what? I got You and Johnny Footstool can come. No, let's, let's not do that. Let's not do I that. I ain't worried about no prince. Let, let's not do that. The prince would may, may sue us. So um, anyway, uh, Brandy, what's your final thoughts on Hedy Lamar? Hetty was an interesting lady, but yeah, you're right. She was she got bitter. She got real, real bitter um, toward the end of her life there, and that's it's a shame because she was really an interesting, interesting lady and a smart lady. And 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 um, she was like in the golden era of Hollywood in the 40s and 50s. I mean, she was uh, at you know she was uh, on top of the world there for a while. Charles, what's your uh, final thoughts on Miss Lamar? Well, I guess my question is, who did she kill? She didn't kill, she didn't kill anyone. Well, we ain't never done a thing on somebody who didn't kill nobody. Well, this is a first. The day is young. The day is young. Yeah, this was Brandy's, uh, this was Brandy's uh, suggestion. I think it's a good one. She was a very, I, I didn't know really much about Hedy Lamar. I mean, I heard the name, but after researching it, she was, she was a very interesting person. I didn't know she invented the internet, but I figured sooner or later she killed yeah, somebody. Al Gore invented the internet. Yeah. But no. she wouldn't invent a Wi-Fi, so she without it, a, yeah, we'd be we'd be tethered without her. Yeah, we would be Hoarded. tethered. Yeah. Okay, so uh, she didn't kill anybody. Mm-hmm. She didn't kill. No, no. I keep but waiting for the climax here. We, <laughs> yeah. we, we, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we will we will probably get back to serial killer sometime soon, but we've got some other good topics coming up. And before we uh, close, we'd like to remind you: you can find all of our podcasts on. Um, <coughs> iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, check us out on our Facebook page or historydweeb.com. That's historydweeb.com. And we'd love to hear from you. If you have any suggestions or thoughts on a podcast, we we would um, love to consider them. Brandy, any final thoughts? No. Thank you very much. Uh, Colonel, uh, no sponsors this week? So I'd like to thank our sponsor this week. It is Rico's birth control and prophylactics, but they pulled out. Everything was lined up, and at the last second, they pulled out. Okay, thank you, Colonel. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you all again real soon. Say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, listeners. Bye-bye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.